0: Download the
1: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum
0: $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: On a holiday, nonetheless, Mary Kay, can't thank you enough for giving us some time, especially on a holiday. Uh, Do you have any grand plans for your Independence Day? What's in the works for you?
0: Well, actually, not any grand plans for today, but I'm getting ready for my trip to London on Wednesday. So that's uh, ah. that's my that is my grand uh, holiday adventure coming I was, up. I here. was
1: going to say I know I was I was working with Meredith yesterday, and she mentioned that you were going to London, and I was like, well, hopefully she's still good for Monday. So yeah, I I, I knew that was coming, but I'm I'm glad that sounds awesome. Uh, last I was in London when I was like three years old, so I have no recollection of anything. So I'm sure you'll come back with a lot a lot more memories. Than, uh, than I have. Um, with that said, uh, let's get into some of the the Deshaun Watson stuff, which is obviously at the forefront of all of our minds. Uh, and we've talked ad nauseum, I think, at this point, about the Mike Florio reports following the hearing with Sue Watson and how there's potentially this lack of evidence that just may come back to bite the NFL in the butt in terms of what type of suspension they can really push for, Deshaun. It, I guess... It kind of felt like a 180 from Florio in terms of the way that he's covered this thing before. How much should fans actually read into the information that came out from Pro Football Talk last week?
0: Well, I think what people have to remember about that is that, uh, you know, that came from one side, obviously. Uh, So, you know, that was something that, you know, that came, I'm sure, directly from the NFLPA or somebody that authorized the NFLPA uh, to give Mike Florio those details because it certainly was a pro uh, Watson anti NFL report, right? I mean, there's yeah. there's no question about that. If someone from the NFL uh, that day had opted to to talk to Mike Florio and give their version of events, then you would have probably seen a completely different report. So I, I do think that it needs to be taken with a grain of salt, and but I I, I also think uh that the NFLPA has done a, a wonderful job of of getting their side out of arguing their points, arguing their case, of hammering away at the owners that haven't been harshly punished at you know just going down the road of no evidence and those kinds of things. What we don't know is how well the NFL did in there. They they haven't leaked how they felt about how how it all went. Um but you know, at this point it could still be settled. You know, both sides could say, hey, let's put our heads together and come up with something that we feel we can all live with. Um, Or it can move forward the way that it is. And Sue L. Robinson can make some kind of a a ruling. And then everyone goes from there.
1: So you mentioned settling, which was something that came up, obviously, prior to the hearing. And it felt like if it didn't get done before, maybe it doesn't get done. You're saying that's still an option on the table. I, I guess what's your read on the situation based on the information that you've gathered? Is it more likely Sue Robinson issues a a suspension that is more in the realm of what the NFL wants more in the realm of maybe lesser games like Deshaun Watson wants somewhere in the middle, or do you think a settlement comes about truly that is somewhere in the middle and both sides kind of agree to that? What's the most likely outcome?
0: Well, you know what? I don't think anybody can honestly say, I think everybody's just guessing. Yeah. And uh, you know, I know that as, the hearings wrapped up. The NFL was still adamant that it that it didn't want Deshaun Watson playing ball this year. They've been adamant about that from the start of of the process. Uh, that they feel that that he needs to be out for a year. They want to send that strong message, and and that's where they're still at. But you know things change as you move closer to uh, rulings and appeals, and you see how things are going. So it wouldn't shock me if we hear about a settlement, you know, in the next couple of weeks. It would, and again, it wouldn't shock me if it, if the NFL goes through the process and says, "Let's wait and see what Sue L. Robinson comes up with." But I do think there is a world in which uh, Deshaun gets back on on the field this season and, and plays some ball.
1: Is there a scenario you think, as you as you again allude to a little potentially a settlement? where sue robinson kind of makes it known this is the direction i'm going to go with this and if it's going to be maybe more in favor of deshaun watson that then the nfl jumps in and says like hey can we settle this instead like is that the type of thing that could play out in terms of a settlement
0: yeah i think i think anything like that can happen i think that uh you know that the two sides can continue to talk i think there can be uh negotiations i think there can be discussions I, I think all of that can happen. So there are some gray areas in the policy where certain things seem black and white, where it has to go along this track. And then, uh, then you discover that, you know, that they can veer off of that and sort of go with their own plan. And that plan would be, you know, probably once again, the two sides saying, Hey, why don't we, you know, why don't we meet somewhere in the middle or why don't we meet at 10 or why don't we meet at 12 or something? So, you know, I think the NFL, NFLPA has come to the to the realization there's going to need to be some kind of suspension. I think the NFL might realize that digging its heels in, you know, isn't going to be uh, the best choice for all involved. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of, and I, I don't want to put a number on it. I yeah, just think I that there so, yeah. is a chance. I just think that Deshaun has a chance of getting back on the field.
1: Yeah, definitely. I understand. And again, like you said, it is all speculation at this point. We're all just guessing. But I appreciate you giving us some insight into just sort of how you'll read on the situation, which is obviously very valuable. Again, talk with Mary Kay Cabot on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Follow her on Twitter at Mary Kay Cabot. Uh, I know you reported a couple of days ago, Brown signed Jacoby Brissett sort of under the impression or the pretense that. He'd play maybe a quarter of the season. If Watson is suspended for longer than that, would the Browns pivot at all and consider other quarterback options? I know I've mentioned Jimmy G's name. I've thrown that out. Would they maybe look elsewhere? I know Sam Darnold's been floated out there, and you kind of disputed that and said they'd have no interest in Sam Darnold. But there's some other names available. Or do you think they would just stick with the plan, even if it's longer than a quarter of the season, and trot Jacoby Brissett out there and hope that he can kind of carry this team a little longer than they anticipated?
0: Yeah, and I, I may have, I, I'm not sure, sure I really meant or, or exactly precisely wrote a quarter. Uh, what I meant was that, you know, they they felt that, you know, the suspension could be whatever, six to eight games, eight that gets knocked back to six, six that gets knocked back somewhere around there. And the idea initially wasn't that Jacoby Brissett would be starting the entire season is the point there. Right, right. Um, so in the event that that happens, I do think that they will have to, uh, you know, at least put their heads together and decide if they feel really good about that plan. And if they feel like they, there's anything out there that, that could help them more, then they will at least consider it because that's what this organization does and rightfully so. They'll do anything that they can to try to get to winning. And uh, back, you know, back in January and, and back in, in February, Jimmy G, you know, was not on the radar at that point, um, and maybe he still isn't on the radar, and maybe he won't be in the event that Deshaun is suspended for the entire season. But I do think that it's a game-changer if he is out for the year. It's time to at least have those conversations internally and say, are we at the best place we can be?
1: Mary Kay Cabot joining us on the hotline. A few more minutes with her here on 92 Through the Fan Obviously, one option that I think everybody is starting to finally accept and rule out at this point is Baker Mayfield coming back and playing for this team, um, and I've certainly preached that on on these airwaves, uh, as many others have as well. I guess, when can we maybe expect a trade to get completed at this point with Baker Mayfield? Because I've, I've also content- contested, like, I do think Andrew Berry was going to wait for the best deal. I thought that if it lingered up up until or a little bit into training camp, that made some sense because sometimes you get injuries and teams get desperate and that creates a little bit more of a market. So I get all that. But I also feel beyond training camp seems like it'd be crazy for them not to have a deal done yet for Baker Mayfield. When do you think that gets done?
0: Well, I, I could see something happening before training camp. That's the the, the next uh, you know sort of inflection point where you need – to get something done, it was mini camp, and then now there's this lull in between, which gives everyone a chance to catch their breath and see if they've got the right parameters in place and they feel good about everything. Um, but with training camp barreling down upon everyone, I would think that uh, the pressure would start to ramp up to try to get something done. So I would, I would guess, within the next couple of weeks, uh, it will heat up.
1: Few more minutes with Mary Kate Cabot in the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I know uh, you guys were out at Kareem Hunt's youth camp this past week, and he talked about a a possible extension with the Browns to keep him here in Cleveland. But I think everyone's kind of looking at that running back room and realizing, like, man, there's so much depth here. Is re-signing Hunt a realistic possibility?
0: Well, I actually talked to Kareem about that a couple weeks ago at mandatory meet camp and um, sort of revealed there that he had asked the Browns for an extension. And, um, you know, at that point, he said, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see what they have in mind for me, what they want to do with me. So that leads me to believe that uh, they probably are poised to, you know, perhaps let this play out throughout the season, see how things go, see how healthy he stays, see how Jerome Ford comes along uh, and a few other things, and then uh, kind of go from there in the same way that you – you know, might've done with the Jarvis Landry where you, you know, just kind of play it out a little bit and see how it goes and then uh, decide at some point either during or after the season, what you want to do.
1: Another roster question for you to kind of wrap this thing up because I have remained, I I brought up Jimmy G as a veteran quarterback, and I've also kind of remained adamant that I, I think it'd be nice for the Browns in terms of, just going into the season with a little more talent at the the wide receiver position to maybe look at the veteran market. There's some options out there, as we know, maybe they potentially, if they trade Baker Mayfield somewhere, they can get a wide receiver back. I don't know. I, I guess I just feel they, if, if they could get one more veteran in that room, I'd feel a little bit more comfortable about the situation there. But it seems like the Browns feel pretty content with where they're at, with Amari Cooper and these young guys. Do you envision them maybe exploring the veteran route at this point? Or do you think like they truly are set with, hey, we got David Bell, we got Donovan Peoples-Jones, we just signed David and Joku to the big contract, and we're expecting big things from those young guys, not necessarily trying to add anybody else? You know what?
0: To this point, they have not been clamoring for a, a veteran wide receiver. I do think, and I have been writing and saying that I think it would be helpful to have one in the room, depending on the price point and what you can get and how he would fit and all those kinds of things. Um, right now, I think they look at the pass catchers globally and that they're including the tight ends in that and Kareem Hunt and, and the receivers. So I think they feel good about what they have. Uh, if someone shakes out of somewhere in, you know, with a trade possibility or something, uh, then, then maybe they will do that. But right now, it's not a high priority.
1: All right, it's the illustrious Mary Kay Cabot on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Again, follow her on Twitter at Mary Kay Cabot. Appreciate your time, Mary Kay, on Independence Day nonetheless. Let me ask you this: uh, We've been we've been teasing getting people's opinions on like what's their go to menu items on an Independence Day barbecue menu. What is on Mary Kay's Independence Day barbecue menu? Like, what's the must have for Mary Kay?
0: Well, you know what? I am my, my dad's daughter all the way, and uh, and that that requires just a great burger. I mean, you know what? Can't beat it. There's nothing better than a, a great <laughs> burger on July 4th. So, yeah, I, I always look forward to that, and uh, I always remember my dad uh, on a day like this.
1: Awesome. Well, appreciate your time as always, Mary Kay. Truly, thank you so much, and I hope that you and I get to do this again soon down the line.
0: Sounds good. Let's do it.